Hi there, and welcome back to Vibe High with Anne-Marie Evans. This is Anne-Marie Evans, and today's episode is going to be about my life and my history, bringing me up to the point of where I am today. I wanted to share my story so that you guys, as my listeners, can relate closer to the person you guys are listening to, so that you guys can see where I came from and understand my journey and what brought me to where I am today in regards to spirituality. I wanted to share my stories about my upbringing and my childhood and different things that I've encountered in my life so that you guys can relate and understand that I am no different than anybody else. I know that there is going to be a number of people listening to this podcast that know me very well, but I do believe that with this podcast episode that there is still going to be things that are learned about me that people don't know. I know that my children are going to listen to this podcast and learn a lot of things about their mother that they had no clue about. Different things that I am scared and vulnerable to share, but I know that it's time and that I'm ready to be open and honest with everybody about the life that I've had and about the things that I've experienced because I know that everything that I have encountered in my life has brought me to the person I am today and I'm so grateful for all of it. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy sharing it with you all. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this space with me. And here we go. Here is episode number two, the story of Anne-Marie Evans. Hey everybody, this is Anne-Marie Evans. And as I mentioned, this podcast is going to be me sharing my story and some aspects of me that a lot of people don't know about. Not only for you guys to get to know me on a deeper level, but I truly want to share my story in hopes that you guys can resonate with some of my stories in your own life to see how you might be able to change perspectives or change your feelings towards bad things or negative things or hard experiences we've had in our lives because I truly do believe that it is through the challenges and it is through the hardships that we actually grow and evolve. These things that we experience that are hard and difficult really are put there in our path to help us evolve and grow, to help us remember the spiritual beings that we are having these human being experiences without challenges and without the hardships we wouldn't be able to evolve. I do believe that it is through darkness that we do see light. Without darkness, there is no light. And so how can we shift into being better humans or leading better lives without learning lessons from hard things that we encounter? So with me saying that, I am super excited to share my story. Ask me if I would be five years ago and I would absolutely say no. But I have had my own spiritual awakening, I have had my own shifts, and I have learned a lot of my life lessons. I know within my lessons, it took me years, decades to learn them, well into my 30s, into my late 30s to really understand why a lot of the things I've encountered and lived through have happened. I used to play victim. I used to feel sorry for myself. I used to wonder why me? And now I have such a deeper understanding of, okay, this all was meant to be the way it was for me to be the person that I am today. And so before I would be absolutely 
devastated or angry or sad or frustrated with some of the things that I've experienced where now I'm nothing but grateful. Absolutely 100% grateful. I know that there is going to be some mention in regards to some people in my life in this podcast where I used to have a lot of ill feelings towards them, a lot of resentment, anger, and frustration, where now I can say I fully love them. I love them for being the teachers in my life. I love them for helping me shift and grow. I love them and forgive them. I forgive them for making me feel a certain way for a lot of my life. And I understand that they played the role that I needed them to play for me to be the person I am today. And so that being said, I hope that when I do share some stories that are difficult for me to share, that there is no judgment casted. Because if we can all really think about our own lives, everybody has something that they're going through. Everybody has their own skeletons in their closet. Everybody has stories that they might be embarrassed or shameful to share that they don't want anybody to know. That was the old me absolutely ashamed and embarrassed and now the new me wants to be open and raw and real with all of you to let you guys know that I am exactly like everybody else that I go through hard things too that life isn't all rainbows and unicorns I do preach nowadays how amazing life is how beautiful it is how abundant it is and it's only because I understand now and I see things differently than I used to. And I really hope that through this podcast, not just this episode, but future episodes, that this helps you guys shift into feeling those same things. Because you look back to, and I know on social media, a lot of people preach the same that I do, but a lot of people do that almost like they're trying to convince themselves that life's like that, when in reality, they're actually hurting inside. And I say this from my own experience because... I know that I was one of those people. I know that I would would post something on social media where I would have this vision of showing my life being perfect and amazing when in reality I was hurting inside. And I didn't do that for other people to be jealous or wish they had my life or whatever else. I did that to really try and convince myself that life was better than I thought it was. Now when I share how amazingly beautiful life is, I absolutely do it from truth. I absolutely do it from actually feeling that. And I share it because I want people to know that it's possible. I want people to understand that if I can shift from the places that I have been, that they, that they absolutely can shift too. And so there's a huge difference in that. And there's a huge energy within both those different perspectives that are completely different. And my hope is for other people, whether, like I said, I know you or I don't, that you guys are able to make these shifts within your own life. And so sharing my stories isn't only for you guys to get to know the speaker on a deeper level, but it's also to hopefully help you guys shift your perspectives on the challenges you're facing in your life, to recognize that these are life lessons for you, to help you grow, to help you evolve into the person that you are craving to be, because you are just that. You are love, you are light, you are divine. You are all of those things. And I hope that my stories can be relatable to some so that you can understand that if it's possible for me, then it's absolutely possible for you. 
So with that being said, I am going to share with you guys some of my story and some of where I've come from. So as you guys may remember from my episode one, my spiritual awakening actually started after my dad's passing about four and a half years ago. Rewind to about five to six months prior to his passing, it really kind of actually started then when I had my first encounter with a psychic medium. If you guys don't know what a medium is, it is someone who is a psychic, but who can also connect with people who have crossed over on the other side. And I remember having this reading freaking the heck out because my only experience with a medium at the time was what I saw on TV. It was Sylvia Brown on the Montel Williams show, and it was Teresa Caputo. I'm sure you guys can relate to that. So thinking about me going to get a mediumship reading freaked me the heck out. I did have experience with going to a psychic prior to that. Um, this was actually introduced to me when I was 19 years old, where I worked at a, as a manager at McDonald's. And my general manager at the time, Susan Santis, was really into going to get psychic readings. I remember hearing her talking about it to other people, and I was super intrigued and wanted to go for a reading just for fun, just to see what this was all about, because I didn't actually believe in it at the time. I thought it was hocus pocus. I thought, yeah, okay, whatever. Hollywood makes you think that psychics are a certain way or a certain thing. And I'll tell you right now, they are absolutely real. Because if you don't know already, I am a psychic medium myself. We're getting to that. Um, But looking back at being age 19, thinking, okay, let's do this. I was blown away with my very first psychic reading. I remember going with my restaurant manager and a bunch of other people. And I remember other people going before me and coming out of the room with their jaw to the ground, like, holy crap, I can't believe this. Holy crap, I can't believe that. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? So I remember it was my turn to go in because these people that were coming out wanted my restaurant manager, Susan, to sit down. Like, you can't go in yet. I need to tell you what they said. So I was freaking out my first reading by the time I got there and saw the reactions of other people and I was blown away. My very first reading was insane. I remember I had just learned that I was pregnant for the first time. I was 19, not married, freaking out about that. And I remember the psychic telling me as he was flipping his tarot cards over, he just kept getting family cards, family cards, new beginnings, a new birth, blah, 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 all of this other stuff. And I was like, holy crap, holy crap. How does he know this stuff? And I remember him talking about me getting sent away to get additional training within the field that I'm in, which was true. I was actually a manager at McDonald's being sent to Vancouver for additional management training. And so he said all this other stuff. And one of them being your son, whatever he said about my son, and then 18 months later, your daughter and a bunch of other stuff. And sure enough, fast forward from that point, I had my son and I had my daughter 18 months later and it was crazy. And so from that point, I was kind of, I was kind of addicted to going to see psychics. I won't lie in my twenties. It did diminish after some time. I was constantly, constantly seeking guidance. I kept always feeling like I was lost. What is my purpose on this earth? What am I doing? Where am I going? That's a whole other thing. And we'll get into that. So that was my experience with a psychic. And let's just go back to me with my first mediumship reading where things really changed for me and started happening. I had a reading with a lady named Angie, who to this day, I will forever call my earth angel. 
She is not only my earth angel, but she is a dear friend of mine now who I'm so grateful for. But she is the medium that really changed my life. This was about five months before my dad's passing where I had this reading and she connected me to my auntie who raised me, who had crossed over when I was 12 years old. She had touched on things about my life, about my family, about my parents, my brothers, everything that no, not anyone would know. It was really, truly like she was in my head during this reading when I was having it. And just the connections we were having with my auntie who crossed over, who raised me, it was an incredible thing. Where everything changed for me because of this reading, though, was when she specifically asked me, and I remember it as clear as day, I remember her saying, how spiritual would you say you are? And I look at my life and I think back, okay, I was raised Roman Catholic. I went to church every Sunday when I was a kid. I may not have faith in God anymore, but I'm pretty religious, I think. So my answer was, I'm spiritual. I'm pretty spiritual. And I remember her saying to me, then why aren't, why haven't you been listening to your spirit guides? Why haven't you been communicating, communicating back to them? And I thought, holy crap, what does that mean? Which was kind of funny. I was totally like, I've never thought about it. I don't know. Am I supposed to be talking to these spirit guides that you speak of? And I remember back then when I had this reading, I actually was a big time migraine sufferer. If it wasn't migraines, it was headaches. If it wasn't one day, it was the next day. It was just like a constant battle that I was dealing with as an adult. I didn't always get them as a kid. It was well into my adulthood that these things started to to happen for me where I would just constantly be having headaches. I started developing a lot of gut issues where I couldn't eat anything and everything like I used to, where I was very highly sensitive to different foods and all of that stuff. And I remember her saying to me, the reason why you've been dealing with these headaches and head issues as well as, as gut problems is because you've been disconnecting yourself from your spirit team. I remember her saying to me, did you know that you should be doing what I do? Would your husband freak out if you did what I did? And when she asked me that question, I was like, what the heck? What does this have to do with anything? There is no way I can speak to the dead. There is no way that I am a psychic. And so I took the reading with a grain of salt. There was obviously a lot of other aspects within this reading that blew my mind away. I think the only thing that I thought in the moment was, Everything was bang on. Everything was insanely crazy, except for the fact that I'm a psychic medium. There's no way in hell. That is BS. So went on with my life, went on with my days. And I remember at the very end of the reading, she said to me, you're going to be going to a, you are going to be going through a very intense spiritual awakening. Be ready for it. And I said, okay. And I remember her saying, do you know what a spiritual awakening is? And I said, I have no freaking clue. So she kind of laughed. She said, okay, Google spiritual awakening, but do understand that it is different for any, for everybody. No two people will experience the same shifts as the next person. It is everyone's own unique experience, but this is something that you will be experiencing, that you will be experiencing. So be ready for it. All right. So I Googled it, read about it, said, okay, sure, whatever. And left it at that and went on with my life. And I remember booking this reading with her because I was extremely lost in those moments. I 
was dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety at the time. I was a lost soul, I will not lie. I did not know what the heck I was doing in life. I did not know why I was doing certain things that I was doing. I don't know why I kept self-sabotaging myself. I didn't know what the heck I was doing on this planet. I was just like, somebody tell me something that'll help me. Because at this point, why am I here? And it was, it's sad to think about the person I was back then. It actually is crazy to think about where I was then and where I am today. But that played a huge part in my life. And when I think about it, it was me feeling that way, being at wit's end with life, being like, I friggin' give up. Like, I am done. I'm done being here. Take me home if there is a home. Like, what the heck is going on? And I think it's when we get to those points in our life where we are so lost and so needing something in our life to change that something finally does change. And it started with that mediumship reading for me. So I went on with my life and I went on with my days. And about five months later, I will just say that after this reading with Angie, we had not talked again. It was a phone call reading. I'd never met the woman in my life. It was a thank you for the reading. That was it. Disconnected. Didn't talk to her again. And it wasn't until five months later. So this was a month before my dad's passing where I received a picture message from her out of the blue, out of nowhere, out of not even talking to her at all since the one and only encounter that I had. And it was a book that she had sent it, just a picture of a book, no words, no nothing. So I remember opening the picture and I said, okay, I think I need to read this book. I'm not really sure why she's sending it to me, but I'll read it. All right. So my husband went to the bookstore, got me the book. I read it within a couple days. The book was called The Afterlife of Billy Fingers. The cover was really weird. I was thinking, what the heck is this book about? And it was pretty interesting. I read the book and I thought, why did I need to read this book? I mean, it shifted my perspective on death. And I won't lie, after reading the book, I was not fearful to die anymore. I was like, hmm, all right, cool. I'm not scared to die anymore. Thanks for the read. (laughs) Don't understand why I was supposed to read it, but awesome. So I thanked her for the suggestion, said I loved the book. It was awesome. And went on with my days again. And less than a month later, it was about three weeks later, my dad passed. And it wasn't even when my dad passed when I recognized why I needed to read the book. It was probably a couple months later when I looked back at this book and I thought, holy shit, I was supposed to read this book because I understand that it helped me with my dad's passing. It helped me be at peace with knowing where he was going. It helped me not fear death anymore and understand that he was in the best place he could possibly be. And now anytime that anybody in my life encounters a death in the family or they're going through something like that, I always buy them this book. So if you guys want to know what it's called again, it's called The Afterlife of Billy Fingers. I don't remember the author's name, but it's a blue book with a guy jumping up in the air (laughs) on the cover if you guys are interested. Um, And yeah, I I just love that book. So after my dad's passing, still going on with my life, still doing the same thing I did every day, nothing really changing. My world did start to change. It was something I can't really explain. I started to just feel differently. I started to recognize things or look at things differently. 
lot of coincidences or synchronicities started to display themselves in front of me, I was starting to just look at things differently and hear things differently. Like it was like I changed as a human and I can't even really explain that because it's not something you could explain. And so after my dad's passing, it was probably a year after his passing where I said, okay, holy shit, life's crazy. I need some guidance. I need a mentor to help me understand what is going on with me. So I remember um, at this point, I remember hearing about a lady that was local to our city who had a TV show called Mom's a Medium, and her name was Carmel Joy Baird. I had remembered having conversation about her a couple times with a couple different people just in like conversation where I would, where she would come up, oh, did you hear about Carmel Joy Baird? She's a medium that's that lives right, side, out, right outside of Edmonton. I said, okay. Um, and I remember after the year after my dad's passing when I said, holy crap, I need a mentor. I need something. I remember Googling Meditation Edmonton because I remember some time in my life I had heard that meditation was really good at connecting ourselves to ourselves and to psychic abilities and mediumship and all of that stuff. So I remember typing in on Google Meditation Edmonton and the first website that popped up was Carmel Joy Baird's website. The funny thing about this and how divinely everything is in order is that Carmel does not teach medium or sorry, she does not teach meditation. Okay. So the fact that I was looking for meditation in the city and her website was the first to pop up is just, I know it was universe working its magic for me because I recognize the name and I said, holy, I remember this name. I need to click on this and see what she's all, all about. And after clicking on her website and just ruffling through all of the stuff that she had on there and seeing her in-person courses. She had three different courses that she was offering. The first one was Awaken Your Spirit, which helps you understand your psychic abilities. The second one was Mediumship 101. It was either that one or Extensive Mediumship. I don't remember the order. And then the third one being Mediumship 101 or Extensive Mediumship. And I remember thinking after reading what these courses were about, it was almost like I had this flashback memory of Angie saying, you do what I do. You are a psychic medium. And something just took over my body in that moment. And I remember just literally putting into my cart all three of the in-person courses that she offered and dropping thousands of dollars and paying for these courses that didn't start. These courses did not start for a few months, but something took over me and I signed up for all of them. And then I said, holy crap, what am I doing? I am not a psychic medium. What the F is going on? So looking back to where I came from and taking these courses. So a little bit uh, more story about this. I signed up for these courses. This was in the summer. I believe it was June or July because it was absolutely one year after my dad's passing. And the courses were supposed to start up in October. And I remember freaking out, like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is insane. This is nuts. But I just left it and was like, okay. Um, after that, I actually went for dinner with my cousin, who was 10 years older than me, for his birthday. So this was in June, because his birthday is in June, now that I'm putting this all together. Um, and I remember when I went out for dinner, and I don't see him very often. It's maybe once a year, if that 
we both live in Edmonton, but for some reason we just, life's so busy, we don't see each other very often at all. And I remember during our dinner, we were just talking about anything and everything. And he actually reminded me of a memory I had of when I was two or three years old. A memory that actually I thought I made up in my head and I completely forgot about. So as we're sitting there for dinner, I did not mention anything about me taking these courses to my cousin and his wife. In fact, when I first signed up for these courses, I hid it from everybody. I did not want people to judge me. I didn't want people to think I was crazy. I didn't want people to make fun of me. I was so concerned about what everyone thought about me and what I was doing and especially coming from where I came from and especially coming from a place of where I made bad life decisions, where I was not a religious person at all, where I just did dumb things. I didn't want people to think like, yeah, okay, like who does she think she is taking these courses thinking she has these abilities because I myself even doubted this. And so I remember sitting there with my cousins and I had just freshly paid for these courses because that was the only thing on my mind in those days. I just could not help but think about where I was going with all of this. And I remember sitting there for dinner and he just out of nowhere, and I say that with like the air quotations because I do believe that everything happens the way it's supposed to and things are said when it's meant to be said, that there are no coincidences in this world anymore and that any anything that is a coincidence or anything that is brought to her attention that is just like, okay, wait a minute, is meant for us in those moments. And so out of nowhere, he says to me, hey, do you remember when you were a kid? And this is just a reminder again, he's 10 years older than me. He says to me, do you remember when you were two or three and I was supposed to be babysitting you because your mom was packing up the house because you guys were moving and I was wanting to play a trick on you and I put you in the garage to try and scare you. I left you there in the dark and I went to the door and I left it pried open so I could watch you. But in that moment, your mom called me. So I left you there. And when I came back, you were talking to nobody. Like you weren't scared. You were just talking to nothing. And I was freaked out. Do you remember that? Do you remember how when I asked you who you were talking to, you said you were talking to God? And in that moment, I was like, holy crap. Flashback, like just this memory coming back into my brain where I remember being this young kid two or three years old, in a garage, in the dark, talking to God. And I actually have this vision and this memory of this happening to me where it was, so as a Roman Catholic, I'm sure you guys know the picture of Jesus and what he looks like and what God may possibly look like too. But I remember seeing the silhouette, this beaming light of this person who was God to me with this beard and the long hair, and he was wearing a white suit with a tie, all in white, dressed super sharp. And I remember him just beaming light, like glowing. I can't even imagine, or I can't even explain to you the light beam that I saw coming out of this beam. And it was like this memory just flooded back into my brain. And I was like, I didn't make this up. Like, I remember this, but I pushed it down into my subconscious because I was like, there's no way this is true. And my cousin telling me this and in this moment, just days after paying for these courses where I was like, oh my gosh, okay, interesting. And just thinking to myself, holy crap, like, do I have these abilities? Did I actually speak to God? 
This isn't something that I made up in my head. My cousin is affirming this for me. And it was almost like he needed to bring up that story for me to make me understand and believe, girl, you need to take these courses. <laughs> this isn't hocus pocus. You aren't going crazy. You haven't lost your mind. There's something real to this. And so after he had told me the story, a little part of me believed harder that I was meant to take these courses, but my ego self was super strong and super loud in these days. And I still kind of was unsure about the choices that I made in taking these courses. However, this was the first step in me recognizing, okay, this is meant to be. So fast forward a couple days later, and I get an email from Carmel's newsletters that say, hey, I'm giving away a free online scholarship for my mediumship course. Sign up here or apply to enter and win this year. And so I did that. And I thought, okay, I've never won anything in my life, but I'm going to try winning the scholarship because if I'm really supposed to be doing this stuff, if I'm really a psychic medium, then I am going to win this course. So I remember submitting a three minute video and here's the thing. So I got the email and it said that the video had to be submitted by Thursday at midnight. I remember specifically that it was like a Tuesday that I got this. And I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for this and see if I could win this because if I'm really supposed to do this, if it's meant to be, then I'm going to win the scholarship. She was only giving away three scholarships. And I remember putting it off and a couple days later going to bed and I lay my head down. It was 11 o'clock at night. And as soon as my head hit the pillow, I heard you didn't submit your video. So I shot out of bed and I said, holy crap. Okay. Took three counts of this three minute video that I was supposed to take and said, F it, I'm not replaying, I'm not re-recording myself. If I'm supposed to have this thing, I'll have it. So submitted the video with half an hour left before deadline. And I remember the very next day I woke up and Carmel went live on Facebook. So I started watching as she went live because she was about to announce who the winners were. And sure enough, I had won the scholarship. So here is spirit just laying these things out for me, trying to bring to my attention, girl, you're supposed to be doing this. Even after winning the scholarship and even after the story that my cousin helped me remember, there was still a part of me that said, I don't know about this. I don't know. I get it. You're trying to tell me that I'm supposed to do this, but I don't know. And I remember... Angie saying to me, then why haven't you been communicating with your spirit guides? So at this time, I actually started speaking to my spirit guides. I didn't know what I was doing. It was kind of like I was talking to myself, but I was talking to the guidance that apparently was there for me. So I remember saying in that moment, okay, if I'm really supposed to be doing this, then send me a pink butterfly because I never see pink butterflies. So I'm like, send me a pink butterfly. And if I see a pink butterfly, then I'm meant to do this. And I remember scrolling through Facebook that next day and I happened to see somebody who had made a vision board and on their vision board, they had a pink butterfly on it, this really small pink butterfly. And I remember seeing it saying, holy shit, I asked for a pink butterfly, not good enough. Send me a better pink butterfly. But because of course my ego self needs to ask for more, right? So I ask again, nope, I want a better pink butterfly and not good enough. The next day I wake up and I go into my daughter's room 
which I never do. I just wake up, go downstairs, and when my kids wake up, they'll come out of the room. But something told me to go into her room that morning. And I remember her laying in bed reading her book. And as I'm approaching her, looking at her book, one side of the book, so the very front cover, was one full pink butterfly wing. And the back cover was the other pink butterfly wing. Bam, right in my face. Like the whole book was a pink butterfly. Like there was no space for anything else. And I said, okay, I get it. I hear you loud and clear now. I'm supposed to be doing this. So this um, is where my spiritual awakening started. I ended up taking the online course with Carmel. I ended up being blown away with that. There was certain points in the course where she would teach us different things and we can work at our own pace. So that was fantastic. We had a support group on Facebook where people can communicate that we're in the course, ask questions, have some support, all of that good stuff. And I remember it came to a particular week within the course where Carmel said, okay, now you guys have learned all of the stuff. I want you guys to go out there and do a reading. And I remember hearing those words thinking, holy crap, there is no way I can do a reading. So I sat there for a month doing nothing. I sat there for a month watching all of my classmates post in the group saying they did this, they did that, they they did this. And I just thought, there is no way I could do this. And I remember after a month, someone had posted in the group saying, I'm at a standstill. I have not done a reading. I can't do this. And a lady by the name of Erin had commented on it saying, well, first of all, I commented back saying, girl, I'm with you. I don't do this either. Like, there's no way I could do a reading. I haven't done nothing either. Don't even worry about it. And I remember this girl, Erin, saying, there is never going to be a point in time in your life where you are feel like you can do this. You just have to do it. And so I took her words and I said, that being said, do you want to be the first reading I ever do then? I don't know you. You live in a different province. What is there to lose? We're all learning the same thing. And it was from that point on that I started to blow my mind away because I did a reading for her and I knew things that I would not have known. I thought I was actually just making up stories in my brain, in my head. And sure enough, they were stories about her grandfather and things that I would not have known about him. And so from then on, I had the courage to do readings for other classmates in the group and gave readings to a whole bunch of people in the group and blew my mind every single time. And it wasn't until back in this moment, I was actually running a day home. And I remember one of my day home moms, her name was Nicole. And she would always ask me, what's going on now? Like, what are you doing now? How's it going? What are you learning? What did you do? Because she was really intrigued with the mediumship stuff. And I remember telling her stories about some of the readings I had done and some of the stuff that I had knew that I just didn't know how I would have known. And she convinced me to do a reading for her sister. So at this point, I still freaked out. I was like, I can't do anybody other than my classmates because they understand me. And she convinced me, don't worry. Like if you don't get anything, it's all good. Just try, just try, just try. And so if it wasn't for Nicole, 
I would not have expanded out out of my comfort zone and started doing people that I know and people outside of my classmates. And that's kind of where my psychic mediumship journey started was after my dad's passing and recognizing all of these crazy things happening around me, thinking I was making things up, just just feeling a different energy and feeling different completely to taking these courses with Carmel, learning everything I know about mediumship and intuitive abilities and taking the leap of faith with that and doing readings for others. And then thanks to Nicole for getting me out of my comfort zone and really expanding outside to the public and to other people. And this is kind of where my my business started of being a healer and offering readings and then taking Reiki and wanting to expand more and more and more. I ended up taking Reiki healing because I heard that it helped me connect with my intuitive abilities on a deeper level, which it has. Um, and it has given me so much more actually to be a Reiki master teacher, which I love to death. And now this is kind of where my journey has come from. But when I look back at where I came from before my spiritual awakening, before these crazy shifts and before these signs and things started happening for me, my life wasn't always so fantastic. It was after my shift and my spiritual awakening into my psychic mediumship abilities where my consciousness expanded on deeper levels And where I really started connecting to the universe on a different level. So not just connecting to intuition and um, mediumship, but also expanding my consciousness, which is a whole other thing. Law of attraction, all of that other stuff. But I do want to give you guys some history in regards to where I was prior to my spiritual awakening. Because like I said, it wasn't always fantastic. In fact, I feel like I have gone through my fair share of crazy difficult moments too and I wanted to share that part of with you guys in hopes that you guys can relate with yourself as I said at the beginning of this podcast so with that being said this is a story of me coming into my spiritual awakening and here I am now about to share with you guys a little bit of my past and my upbringing and some of the challenges that I faced in my life So now going back to my life prior to my spiritual awakening, I feel like a completely different person. I look back to who I was before this shift in my life and I just see somebody who is completely lost, who is always stressed and stressed and anxious, who was always on the search for wondering what life was all about. What was my purpose here? Why was I here? What is the meaning of life? As I'm sure everyone can relate to that. I think back to my life and realize that I have learned a lot of life lessons that took me decades to understand. I went through a lot of belief systems that I needed to work through that I didn't even realize I had. These belief systems of feeling unlovable and undesirable and unworthy. I had a lot of abandonment issues with my upbringing and the fact that I was not raised from my parents and living with my brothers for a good portion of my childhood. I actually lived with my grandmother, my great aunt and my auntie from the time I was four or five until I was 12 years old. And I never really understood why I was not with my immediate family, with my parents or my brothers. 
I still to this day don't really know the answer, but I think I intuitively know why I needed to be with my grandma and my auntie. Not only because it is part of my story, but it was because I needed to go through the motions of feeling what I did back then to bring me to where I am today. And I know being raised by them played a huge part in my life and the impact that 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 gave me. I know that not being with my immediate family did cause a lot of issues with my feelings of abandonment where I did not feel lovable, desirable, or worthy. And I know this in turn manifested in a lot of the relationships that I sabotaged as a teenager. In fact, I had no boyfriends until I was 18 years old. I sabotaged any relationships I could have had. I did not believe that I was worthy of love. I did not believe that I was truly desirable, even though a boy might have showed interest. I thought it was bananas and fake. I recall my life as a preschooler toddler before I lived with my grandma and my auntie. And I look at the imprints that I've had back then with living in a family where my dad liked to drink and my mom gambled a lot. And so having these two types of addictions in the family created a lot of problems within our family. I remember a lot of constant fighting. The memories that I had as a toddler preschooler weren't great memories. And I don't share this for you guys to cast judgment on my parents because I do believe that we all go through our own battles and everything's a lesson in, in all our lives. It's just a matter if we recognize what it's trying to teach us or not. And as I said, some people learn and some people don't. And with my parents in those moments, they weren't learning. And I know that maybe they weren't learning, but it was also meant to happen that way so that I can learn from something, which I absolutely believe to this day. And so with that upbringing and then my auntie passing away at the age of 12, when she had left me, I went back with my parents and my brothers. I ended up living with them again. And at this point, after being away for, I don't know, about eight years, I did not feel right being in the family. I felt like the black sheep. I felt very disconnected and like I didn't belong, which is crazy when you think about being at such a young age. All I ever craved was being with my parents and my brothers and then finally getting there and not feeling right or like I belonged or like something was wrong. And I remember back then I would look up to this guy and pray to God again because I would go to church every Sunday as a kid but things just never worked out for me and you know little things but you know when you're a kid even the little things seem big and that was just like the story of my life everything just always went wrong and I remember being about 12 or 13 years old where I really lost all faith in anything. I disconnected from believing there was a God. I didn't really follow the Roman Catholic religion. I went to Catholic school just because I was forced to and I had to, but I didn't really believe that there was anything working in my favor. I kind of did have a feeling that there was a higher power, but I didn't really understand that. And if there was a higher power, I absolutely did not think it was working in my favor ever. I just knew that it was there. I go through my teen years and I look back at that and I recognize the relationship that I had with my mother. It was never a good relationship. We always butted heads. We always were in constant battle with each other. She 
always used to criticize me and the things that I did. And it didn't matter what I was doing or how I was doing it. It was always not good enough. I was constantly compared to friends of the family. I, I should be more like this person. I should be more like that person. Oh, you need to practice that more. You could do better than that. That's not very good. Oh, you didn't do your makeup today. You don't look pretty. And I don't say this again because I want you guys to cast judgment or feel bad for me by any means. I want you guys to just understand the things that I felt as a teenager so that you guys can maybe relate in your own life of how maybe there was times in your life that you felt small or belittled or like you weren't good enough because I know that this also is a constant issue within our society, especially for women where we don't feel lovable, we don't feel desirable. And so I know that these stories within me and my mom's relationship were absolutely meant to take me to where I am today. Because if it weren't for these life lessons and if it weren't for these battles I had with my mom and not feeling loved and not feeling desirable, I would take for granted a lot of things, I'm sure. And it has brought me to a place where I absolutely know that I'm not abandoned and I'm not alone. I have so much support in my life and that I absolutely know that I am lovable and worthy now where before I had no freaking clue. It was something that I had instilled into my brain that I didn't even know was a belief system until I kept sabotaging myself in so many different ways. I grew up with a mother who constantly criticized me and who never ever really told me she loved me. I don't recall a time she ever said that to me. I don't recall a time she ever said sorry to me or apologized to me or admitted fault for anything. And I resented a lot of these things within her. I was angry about a relationship. I was mad that I was being treated this way when in fact it was only part of my journey to help me shift and be so uncomfortable in the skin that I was in, so uncomfortable in not feeling good. You know, all of these things in our relationship made me feel bad all the time. And as I said before, it's through getting so uncomfortable within ourselves that we get so fed up and so tired of everything that we are forced to have change happen for us because we're not getting the messages within all of the little things. It takes something big. And so it took me losing my auntie and wondering why the person that loved me the most left me at such a young age. It took me watching my dad drink so much to where he finally recovered from that. Like when I was a teenager, he didn't drink so much. He finally quit drinking the hard stuff and only drank beer because he knew that he acted out in crazy ways with hard liquor. It went from my mom not gambling as much as she did and the fighting not being as crazy as they were as it was, but still a lot of tension within the household. It went from me having this really bad relationship with my mother where I felt like I was not good enough and I did everything wrong and not feeling loved because I wasn't told I love you to going to uh, through a marriage at such an early age to be, to come to my awakening later on in life. I was pregnant at 19, had my first miscarriage and then got pregnant right away again. I had my first child before getting married at the age of 21, baby, having a baby, getting married. I was married to my high school sweetheart. We didn't go to the same school, but I still say high school sweetheart because I was coming out of high school. 
where we went through our own growth spurts and our own life lessons, becoming adults and really going through those motions. My closest friends know that we went through a lot of hard times in our marriage and in our life. In fact, there was a period of time where we were separated for a a moment here and there, equaling almost two years. And within even those hard times, I went through a very scary car accident with my kids where my kids were airlifted with Star's Ambulance to the Stollery and they stayed there for a month where my oldest was in PICU and more bad things just kept manifesting into my life. And I recognize again that it was the energy that I kept leaving myself in. And it was through all of these hard things and all of these hard lessons that brought me to where I am today. And I want to share the story with you guys and a little bit about my family and a little bit of the way I felt for majority of my life. I think the biggest part of my life lessons and the, the hardships that I encountered was the feelings of abandonment and how I manifested more of that into my life, into my teen years, into my adulthood my feelings of not feeling lovable and desirable and worthy. So I sabotaged my marriage, not to take all the blame for that, because I do believe it was a two-way street there too. But those were also our lessons for us to help us grow and evolve. And I feel like through all of the stuff, life was not ever really completely bad, but I was always in a state of unhappiness. I was always in a state of not being fulfilled. I was always on this pursuit of what is life really about for me? I was constantly on the search for feeling better about myself and about life. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And when I go back to that reading that I had with the medium before my dad's passing, that was my breaking point. And I feel like my breaking point of being fed up, of being feeling abandoned, of being fed up, of being unloved, of being fed up, of feeling undesirable, of being fed up, of feeling not worthy and not being good enough, you know, being told all my life that everything I did wasn't good enough and that it sucked made me believe that in everything I did in life and being a mother and being a wife and being a friend and being a, a worker and anything that I did. And so I kept sabotaging every aspect of my life. And I kept making things not good. And when things would go good for me, I would make them go bad again, because that was just the patterns of my life that I led. I was constantly sabotaging and sabotaging and sabotaging. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys can relate in the sense where you keep asking yourself, why am I doing these things? Like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And we just kind of like react in these ways that we don't know why. That was my life before my spiritual awakening. And when I had that mediumship reading, that was the moment in time where I was the most fed up in life, where I was so done with feeling the way that I did, when I was so done with not doing what I really wanted to do in life, with not being happy in any moment that I was in. Even when moments were good, I wasn't happy and I was tired of that. And that mediumship reading was the shift that I needed. And my dad's passing was like the thing that made that rocket go off. And when I look back at my life and all of the things that I've encountered and all of 
the trials and errors and the things that I've shared in regards to the hard stuff. I mean, it's a quick little clip of what it was in the gist of things. I'm obviously not going into detail about certain things and certain moments and all of that stuff. But I want you guys to realize that we all go through hard stuff. And as I'm relaying my story about my past, it almost seems so little compared to all these other things other people can go through, which I know it is at the same time. But when you think back of being a child where our childhood is where the majority of our struggles as adulthood comes in from, and we might not even recognize that as a child, the littlest things are big deals to us. And those things amplify and manifest as adults when they manifest in other areas and other ways in our life. And that's exactly what was happening with me. And so when I look back at going through these belief systems and going through these not so good feelings and feeling like I was not good enough in anything and everything that I did, that these things were put in my path so that I can evolve from them and I can realize the truth in my being which I have. And I just want that for everybody else, honestly. So I hope with you guys understanding a little bit about me, a little bit about my story, a little bit about what awakened me in my life. I hope that you guys can relate in some way and that this podcast today can help you guys wake up to something new in your life to recognize that if there is hard things that you are going through, that it doesn't mean it always needs to be that way because that's the way that I felt. I always felt this is the story of my life. It isn't the story of my life. I recognized finally that I am the creator of my life and I can change the story at any point in time. And for me, it was going through a spiritual shift and awakening through the tragedy of losing my dad. It doesn't have to be through something like that. I hope for everybody that's listening to this that if there is something in your life that you are going through where you don't feel good enough, where you don't feel like you're worthy, where you are sick and tired of whatever it is, that there can get to a point in your life where it doesn't need to continue to be that way. But with me sharing this, I hope that you guys not only take something away, but I hope that you guys feel closer to me and understand me on a deeper level. I hope that I have inspired you guys in some way or another. And I just feel so fulfilled in being able to share my story and where I've come from in the big scheme of things to help you guys understand a little bit more about me. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you guys. And I look so forward to next week's topic. That will be a secret and a surprise for you all. But I hope to have you guys back next week for some more of Vibe High with Anne-Marie Evans. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this space with me. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Namaste.